0: gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world are uh, coming at you a little bit later in the week than usual but we're here to talk about uh the cinderella uh i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan
1: hey alex um hey guys so uh, i i kind of need to get some stuff off my chest um this week i um i got i got i caught a little flack for for some of my opinions
0: no and, um no stop. And no.
1: It, no, it 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 comes. No. It really it really hit me hard. And like um, I would really like to apologize to anybody I, I hurt um because I I actually I have had a change of heart. And um, you see, I said that the Gosses is a Stardom championship match was not good, and that match was fucking amazing. I absolutely loved it. Great time. I said nothing else that was controversial last week. Everything I said was 100% correct, and I will not hear otherwise. Um, I apologize for, for incorrectly you know, watching that match and saying, oh, well, this is kind of shit. It was a good match, and I appreciate it very much um, after a rewatch. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, I apologize to anybody I hurt with those comments, and I
0: would like to move on. You love giving me a heart attack, though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I hate you so much. Also, um... Saya
1: Eda was in one of them, so I don't think it's unfair. Whatever whatever man let's let's move
0: on oh my god okay um so uh there's not real news that i can think of but uh there was an interesting uh shupro column with mayu itani that was translated uh, again it's a uh, at one two, two 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 dragon moon does excellent work um so basically mayu said that like we lost in death and uh it's going to take a long time for Ida and Kiona to come back from injury so things are looking really bad for Stars, but we're going to make a big comeback. As I have a secret weapon to overcome the situation, I believe the word she used was bomb. She has a bomb to to overcome the situation. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, you know before Cinderella, the the or not the Cinderella before the Budokan show, the Nippon Budokan show, she said in an interview that she was gonna try and get Kagama to come back. Maybe that's the bomb. Maybe it's like Kaur or something. I don't know. Maybe we're getting a little bit too maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself there, but I think Kagama is probably a decent option.
1: I'm really worried it's just gonna be like Lady C, and that's it. like like and no, no disrespect to Lady C, but it's like, oh no, Stars is not doing well. um. Oh. Yeah, Lady it would C be interesting
0: going to the Angels at this point.
1: Yeah, I would think so too. But it would it would be funny if it was just like uh, this big bomb, this huge announcement is Lady C who has been losing two to the children lately. Um, but yeah, I think I think somebody from the past would be a good um a good shout. Maybe somebody from um a different company. But I don't really see anybody who is like very stars like if that makes sense. So, yeah, I. Bomb immediately made me think of azumi and I was like, "Please don't touch azumi I'm begging you, because I can't, I can't deal with any more Queen's Quest turmoil right now." So, um, please don't do that. But yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting. I'm excited to see how Stars recovers because, um, especially without Ida, with the big three sort of broken up, it's not a good look right now. So, hopefully, they can rebound with a a big, um, signee or a big return or just a big, you know a big name joining the group so I, I think i think that's all we can really hope for out of this
0: yeah um i know some people got their hopes up a little bit because uh, apparently io Shirai used to refer to hazuki as bomb so some people thought it was suzuki uh, i don't think she'd come back to stars if she came back at all so um i wouldn't get my hopes up about her bailey uh, disagrees I think, <laughs> uh, I think it's possible it could be somebody from marvelous like it could just be rain or uh, maybe Mio, if they were clever, because Mio rules and would be a great addition to help stars, Dude. you know, do well. Because obviously she's about to win the 3AW title.
1: I, I know people, you know, give Stardom a hard time, but if Stardom start using Mio Momono, I don't think there would be any question what the best Joshi company in the world is. Because it's like Mio Momono, like, has that power. Like, she is so good, bro. Like, oh my god, I fucking love Mio. So is genius. so is Rin, so is May. Honestly, just like Marvelous is just fucking goaded, man.
0: Yeah, I feel like if you had like Marvelous's core in any other company, they would be huge. But because there's just not enough people on the roster, it's it's uh it's still a small promotion. But I mean yeah. the whole Gaiaism thing has shown that like if there was depth to Marvelous, it could be one of the like best promotions going.
1: Yeah, and like I, I was thinking about it, it's like obviously I don't want any um I don't want this to happen, but I was thinking about it like a couple months ago. I was like, man, if like Chigusa and Takumi took over as the trainers of Stardom, I don't again, I don't think any company would be able to compete. Like if, if they merged, which I obviously do not want because I don't want to lose Marvelous. Marvelous is great, so do not merge. I'm not telling them to do this. I don't want this to happen. But if they did I think that would probably be, like, the greatest company of all time. <laughs> like, it would be insane how powerful that would be with the talent that um, Takumi and Chigusa can churn out. And, you know, just overall. But obviously, don't do that, please. Um, it's just theoretical.
0: Yeah. Does, honestly, though, there's a lot of interesting discussions that could be had about uh, something like that. Because I was thinking of it the other day. I was like... I was thinking of, like, posing the theoretical question to Twitter of, like, if, say, Marvelous Seedling and uh, Sendai Girls were to dissolve tomorrow, how would you, like, split up their talent between the remaining promotions? And I had a really fun time thinking about that, but obviously I don't want that to happen. Um, but, yeah, we've got way off track here. <laughs> Hopefully starts has something cool in, uh, in the, their back pocket because they really do need it with all the injuries and stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I think Rin would probably be the best option. Um, maybe not best, but like the best realistic option. But, you know, um, who's to say? We'll see when it unfolds.
0: Indeed. And um, before we get on to talking about Cinderella first round, um, obviously we know all the results. Uh, the three people that we both thought were likely to win went through. Um, now that there's a bracket out, uh, has your thoughts changed on who's going to win, or do you still think it's uh, Siri pulling a 2013 John Cena?
1: Um, I, my my theory has changed. I see it as, um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just going to be Kamatani. Honestly. Yes. Oh, um, so do I. Like I I would like it. If it was, I, I still I'm still pulling for Jumbo, but I don't think that she makes it out of the the bracket that she's in, considering she has to face Mayu or Rena, um, and then she has to face Kid or or Saya. I don't think that she's gonna make it out of her next match against, assumingly Mayu. Um, we'll we'll get into that later because it very much could not be Mayu. It's very possible that it's not Mayu. Um, I I don't think she's gonna make it out of that match. So it's it mm-hmm. sort of it's sort of questionable how high her chances are. And then Utami versus Shuri being the next round is sort of weird because Utami, and I'm, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, Utami said in her interview, in her pre-match, she was like, if I win this tournament, I'm going to challenge Shuri. And I just thought about it, and I'm just like, then why didn't you just let her challenge in the first place? If you want her to, like, you, you actively want her to challenge but then you said, nah, you gotta win the Cinderella to challenge me. And then you said, if Shuri does not win the Cinderella, she will still challenge me. Like I like I don't like I, I get it, but at the same time I don't. So um I see that one just going to a draw. Um, I'm I'm getting a bit ahead mm-hmm. of myself. But I, I definitely see Kamatani um winning. Uh Dark Horse is is still jumbo, but you know, chances aren't high for that one.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree with Saya. I think uh looking at the bracket, it looks like you could have her um avenge her draw with uh Himeka from the GP and then you could have her and Micah in the final. And obviously her and Micah had a pretty defining feud last year, and I think that just sets up uh Kamatani to beat Micah, pulling out the Phoenix splash in the final and win the tournament. And I think that's how it's looking, especially with Siri and Nutami facing off. I think that one obviously reads is going to a draw, but uh I think yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves. That's next week. Um yeah, I think it's interesting just like with a bracket in front of us now and seeing how things have shaken up that uh Siri went from somebody that we were both like, oh yeah, she's just gonna win to uh thinking it was Saya. Although you had said that if Saya beats Tam, she wins it all. So I uh I give you credit there.
1: Yeah it it was and the way that she won against Tam was very, um, cool. it, it very Amazing. much, yeah, it, it left a room for a lot of options. So it's not like she's just gonna pull a, who did that? An Arisa who just like did the same move in every single match and then won. Like she was just like, I am going to do this splash in every match and I'm going to beat everybody else. And she did. Um, so it leaves open a lot of room for Saya, and that's that's something that Saya excels in is, you know, different unique ways to win and different But yeah, I, I personally think that Saya winning is is best case scenario. Um, mm-hmm. But a part of me still wants Jumbo to win because I think Jumbo versus Utami is a money match and I think that'd be a really
0: fun uh, big championship match to see. Fair enough. Um, without getting too deep into that though, let's jump into the review of the uh, the show. Um, so it took place on the tenth of April at Corkin Hall. They drew six hundred and six fans, which is really good. Um, like I don't want to throw shade at any other Joshi company, but I was looking at uh, a prominent other company that ran Corkin at the end of last month with a pretty big match on the main event and it only did it in the 300s and it's like stardom's just outdoing them for the most mundane corkins and now they've almost doubled it for, for the cinderella it's insane yeah i
1: i said it ad nauseum that it's like i feel like cinderella should probably be on like a huge stage considering it is consistently the highest selling show of the year every year basically um but, you know, popping the big number at Corkin definitely uh, happened and it definitely turned out well for them because, again, 600 is next to unheard of in COVID-era numbers for Corkin Hall.
0: Yeah, like um, like looking at it, like, I mean, Oz Academy was there on the 4th and they allegedly did 538. So, I mean, you beat them. Uh, Actress was there on the 4th as well and they did 470. So, I mean, you're outdrawing these companies um they're out drawing new japan too yeah i mean to be fair though new japan has like (laughs) that market dry like yeah they're
1: they're they're not doing great with attendance numbers but um just in general i think they're outdoing most companies that have been running corrigan so um not even just joshi companies they've been really killing it just in general and that's a pretty interesting thing to talk about um but then again, Cinderella, like I said, it does bump the numbers every year, mm-hmm. so it's a bit of an outlier, more so than it is a rule. Um, but let's get right into the matches, because there's a lot of them, and we, you know, don't want
0: to be here for seven hours. Indeed. Um, so, the, uh, I've lost it now. Okay, so the opener uh, was changed. It was originally set to be a three-way with uh, Hina, Rina, and Lady C. Um, Saki Kashima missed the tournament because she felt sick, and uh, Rina replaced her. So the opener, sorry, uh, the opener was Hina beating Lady C in six minutes. Uh, she pulled out a power slam for the first time to, to pull off the win. Um, This is a solid outing from both of them. Fair play to them for delivering a solid match that I assume was changed like very last minute. Um, And yeah, just, you know, the kid got the win.
1: Yeah. Um. Once again, bringing up John Cena on this episode. Wow. Two times in 10 minutes. Um. Young legend Hina hit the John Cena Emerald Flosion. That was fucking dope. Cause he, he used to do like that sort of power slam and he called it the Emerald Flosion for some reason. because um, it kind of is like one, but it's it's very low impact, but regardless, not not the point. Um it was a solid match. Hina is once again a legend and she is the goat. Yeah. Lady C is also pretty tall. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs>
0: You got to get that one in. Got to work Indeed. it in. Indeed. Um, so yeah, with that we're straight into tournament action. Uh, in the opener, Himeka beat Hanan. Um, this is pretty standard. Uh, pretty one-sided win for Himeka. Hanan got a few spray you know, comebacks and has some cool like pinning combinations and stuff. But uh, yeah, Himeka steamroller.
1: Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed this one because Jumbo is one of the most like interesting and fun to watch offensive wrestlers. And Hanan can sell everything like death, and she, she is great at it. So I, I really like this one. Um, at one point, they both did a little ode to Saya Ida with the machine gun chops in the corner, doing the little gory Chan shit. Um, you know, Jumbo did it as sort of like an insult, and then Hannon got around and did it, and then she you know, did the whole thing. It was great. Um, I'm going to miss Ida dearly uh, for the next God knows how long. And yeah, it was a solid match. Hannon looked a lot better than I expected. I thought she was going to get squashed pretty easily, but you know she had a little bit of, a little bit of offense there. And Jumbo ended up winning with the Psycho Driver, so um, she's on to the next
0: round. Mm-hmm. Um, the next match then was uh, Micah beating Konami. Uh, this is a pretty interesting one. Uh, Micah ended up winning it by uh, over the top rope elimination. Uh, she did a pretty sickening suplex on the apron um that eliminated Konami. It was, you know, it was it was pretty good. I think these are two people who would excel if they had a match together that like went long. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they are two wrestlers who need the time to build up to the big spots rather than just like having a sprint. Um so I didn't love this one, although they did do some cool stuff. And uh it's cool to see Mike I get the win. Um, with Konami getting protected because Konami did take the majority of the match and looked like she was on the verge of winning until the apron elimination.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sort of the opposite on this one. I feel like um this is a pretty ideal Konami match for me nowadays. Um, I I prefer her matches when they don't overstay their welcome. Um, but they also hit all the beats that I need to. So like her versus Shuri, it felt like it was cut off. Like. It was, cu- it was a match that was supposed to be 12 minutes that just got cut off like six minutes into it, right? Whereas, or I think it actually did go, 12, whatever. Like, it felt like it was a cut off match of a match that was supposed to be longer. This felt like Konami was doing all of her shit, but she did it in a tighter space of time and she hit everything very seamlessly and it was a very compelling match. Um, I think I prefer this one to her longer matches, save for maybe against, you know, like Kagetsu or, or like Jungle Kiona, Hanakamura. Like, like, save for like a very few... Konami longer matches. I think this was uh, preferable for me. Um a lot of submission trading, Konami worked Micah's arm, like you said, and Konami looked really, really good. I say Micah um was definitely the number two in this match, but then the apron suplex really got her you know, really gave her the rub at the end. So I think I think I really enjoyed this one. Um one of my favorite Konami matches lately because obviously I've been sort of um Konami's worn me out in a way. Where it's like I feel like I'm I'm getting sort of like, okay, when is you know, I'm just I'm just not as into it anymore, you know. What I mean, so I I think this one really uh, was one of my favorites in the past few months of hers.
0: That's fair. Um, the next match then, um, which I'd like to heap praise on, uh, Unagi Sayaka beat Natsuko Tora via over the top rope elimination. Um, I think Tora is just Tora is so good because I mean Tora really got the best out of Sayaka here. Like this wasn't an amazing match, but Tora's. know, left a lot of room for Unagi Sayaka to look good you know what I mean like she just kind of she beat her up and then she let her do her fiery comebacks and uh, you know I think it's become very apparent to both of us over the last while that you know Tora is just one of the better performers in stardom because so many people do their best work opposite her and uh, it looks like Unagi Sayaka is going to be another one because you know as this wasn't an amazing match but like it was I quite enjoyed it and I think you know it made Sayaka look pretty good, and Tora got to look good because she just kind of beat the shit out of her for a little bit before getting surprised for the finish.
1: Yeah, um, I, I thought this was a fine match. I, as everybody knows, it's hard for me to buy into certain Unagi matches. This one was definitely one of the better ones. Um, though, I do want to say that on paper, Unagi Sayaka winning her first ever singles match, or winning her first singles match ever, over the leader of a tie sounds terrible. Like obviously mm-hmm. she has a she has an aptitude in you know over the top rope matches. She went at the Budokan. You know she, you know it's it's not unrealistic for her to win this one, especially the way that she did, simply you know pulling down the rope very easily. Um, mm-hmm. but it it definitely doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? I'm not against it. I get why it happened. I get why they did it. I don't like it. Unagi did pop me one time because um she hit the stroke. Um big Jeff
0: Jarrett fan. So that, that was pretty cool. Fair. Yeah. Um I'm not like too upset about the result because what the Cinderella tournament is designed for. And you know, Aura basically launched herself over the rope and lost. Yeah. So I mean she's kind of protected in a in a number of ways.
1: She she also got in and got her heat back, not on Unagi, but on Daichi, who she beat the shit out of. Mm. Oh yes. which was which was very fun a little bit about you know the future just very briefly unagi theoretically and it like if wrestling was a shoot it would feel very like possible and very probable unagi could just go to the finals like without wrestling another match because micah versus julia very realistically could go to a draw it probably won't but it could and Utami versus Shuri is almost definitely going to a draw. So she can just simply go to the finals if they, again, if wrestling was like a shoot and like just based on merit and all that shit, very realistically, just go to the finals. And if that does happen, man, that's going to be the fucking oh, that's going to be the bane of my existence, man.
0: <laughs> um, I wouldn't get that far ahead. I don't think she's going go to the finals now at all, but um, I'll have to wait and see. Um, the next match that I'm sure you're love you cannot wait to talk about. Uh, Rina beat Azumi. Um basically I assume Saki was gonna beat Azumi and they just kept the booking as it was. Um, I love this match though. This was the first match, and um I think this was my one of the critiques I'd have of like the first like three tournament matches is that they all felt like people working their standard match. Just in a shorter length, whereas this one felt like a turn, you know, a Cinderella tournament match where they were like, "Okay, I have ten minutes. I have to win. Uh, I have this. I have, you know, I can win by over the top rope. I can win this way. I can win that way. I just have to win uh before the time limit hits." And I really appreciate that um that urgency that the time limit gives people. And I feel like this was the first match of the tournament that uh, had that urgency to it because the other ones just didn't. You know what I mean? Like, um. Maker just worked her normal match but made it six minutes. Uh, Konami just worked her normal match but made it eight. Um, and you know, Tora worked her normal match but made it six. Whereas you know, these two, you know, Rena attacked before the bell and then they were like trading pins and trading submissions to just try and get the win as quickly as possible. And then obviously, in the end, a way to tie, uh, or Natsuko Tora specifically came in and grabbed Asmi off the top rope and uh opened the door for Rena to eliminate her over the top rope, but I really just enjoyed the, the sense of urgency that this match had in comparison to the first three.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um man, it does make again, like the last match was sad, um, because you know Natsuko lost. This match is sad because Azumi lost to a child. Um and we we have discussed this, that's like on one hand, Azumi losing makes me very sad. On the other hand, Rena is now the most protected wrestler in a tie, and that's funny. So um, I'm kind of cool with it. But uh, yeah, it was a fine match. Um, it was it was obviously a shorter one, and not a lot happened in it. But it did feel a real sense of urgency with Rena, like really trying her hardest to just, you know, find a way to win, like, immediately, right out of the gate. And I, I really appreciated it. I think that all three of the Minami sisters did really well on this show. Um, and they've been treated really well in, ber- in bookings since she- they returned, I would say. Where it's like, this is the first time that the twins won individual singles matches on, like, the same show. Um, which is pretty fucking insane. Like that—that's—that's that's a pretty big thing. Even though Hannon obviously lost, she still did great against Jumbo. I feel like the um, the Minami sisters are definitely going to start becoming a lot more important a lot sooner than we maybe think, and I'm pretty cool with that. So, um, it's sort of a mean to means to an end. Unfortunately, Izumi lost and had to lose in the process, but you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, her and Momo get the tag belts at some point this year
0: um speaking of momo um, starlight kid beat momo at nave in uh, six minutes um i had predicted this result though I, I knew kid would uh upset momo uh this is probably the best match on the show they worked incredibly well together and uh similar to rina versus Azumi, it had that that sense of urgency of uh we're wrestling against the clock um so they both just went at it from the very beginning a lot of counter sequences, a lot of you know, striking versus agility, and then the finish was a uh, really cool Starlight Kid. Um, well, they're on the apron, and Watanabe set up for the the B driver on the apron, and Starlight Kid reversed it into the Kichan bomb, which is uh, her version, her name for the the code red, and that was how Watanabe got eliminated. So, I mean, you had a really good, well paced, uh, counter based match, and then you had a really cool elimination for the, with the apron bump. And uh, so I, I enjoyed it and I'm happy that kid went through and, uh, avenged her loss from last year.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like people in wrestling or the wrestling fans often say, Oh, they're rewarding the fans that pay attention. This is one of those matches that rewards the fans who pay attention. Um, last year was, it, yeah, it was last year. I, I don't know why I had to question that we've been talking about whatever. Um, <laughs> Last year, the, the through line of the match, not the through line, but um, Kid lost, she went for the Kichon Bomb, and she got b drivered. right? So this match was built around the B-Driver and the Kichon Bomb, which is a very subtle thing that I really appreciated. Um, and it's not actually that subtle, because when you hear the, the pre-tapes, Kid says, um, last year I got killed by the B-Driver, and I will do my best to not lose to the b driver this year and then momo said i am going to kill her with the b driver so um you sort of know from the from the jump what they're going to be building the match around and they did a really good job at building the match around the b driver you know um momo went for it twice and kid reversed it and you know got around it and again like you said very urgent very you know fast-paced very well done and then momo finally hit it and she kicked out of it which was huge like it was a real big pop for the crowd it was a small little thing that's like oh well the ba- match was built around the fact that momo beat her with the b driver last year um and then she lo- she didn't get to win and that was a you know that was a good little um what's the word a good little uh, easter egg so to speak yeah, a good little Easter egg, so to speak, about the match and from last year. And then Kid ended up winning with the Kichan Bomb, which she almost won with last year. Obviously, this year it was you know over the top rope and whatnot. But it was it was definitely one of those matches that when you look back at the one last year, which was also very good, um, it was a a true sequel to that one, and it really did it justice, in my opinion.
0: Indeed, yeah, um, that's some nice addition uh, of history there. Um, I just thought you know the the action is great so even if you know you haven't watched last years and you, you don't know the backstory I think just the action itself is really good and I think you know similar to, to Mayu and Momo it, it's like these two just can't miss together because they just work really well together and uh, if you're looking to watch any matches from this tournament I think this is probably the one that I'd recommend because uh, it was just it was great
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Also, um, funny little thing is that it's like I'll go into deep detail about and I'll analyze exactly what each move in a match meant, and you'll be like, "It was good." Mm-hmm. So we roll. Um... I, I I I liked it. I'll be like, "Yeah, but you <laughs> don't you don't know the history, Alex. Like, Come on, you got it like you know two years ago." And it's like, "Yeah, but it, it was it was a, it was a good match." And that's 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 the dynamic here. Um. And I, I like it. I love you, buddy.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, how do I move on from that? Uh, oh, you move on to straight. death, brother. Yeah, it <laughs> was uh, Mayu Itani versus and Death. Um, I don't understand the, the fact that death you know, embraced being in a way to die and like turned into an evil little shit. And it's like, a week ago you were a happy clown that didn't want to be there. And now you've just, you've joined the dark side. Like, what sort of, what sort of, like, mind control does Natsuko Tora employ here? Because, like, Death was just all in on being an evil clown.
1: (laughs) To be fair, this also happened when she joined Stars. Because originally, obviously, she was Death Yamasan, and she was just sort of, like, a a
0: ghost. stars cast a spell. Like, that was magic. In canon, that was magic. I (laughs) know, and I just... I,
1: I don't know what they were planning on doing here. Cause it's like the new Oedo, like if it was old Oedo Tai, like they did it with Kagetsu and Hazuki where like there was magic, even though it was just Hazuki put it on face paint, but it was apparently magic. um Which was also a really good run. I fucking love that run. It's still my discord picture to this day is the picture of Kagetsu and Hazuki with the Kagetsu paint. Besides the point um nowadays, Oedo Tai wouldn't do magic because they're too busy being brooding emo assholes so it's like i really wish that there was like a little like element of that to it instead of just death being like yeah i'm 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 the joker now i i, re- I wish there was there was that element to it but um unfortunately they have not given that to us my only note on this match was what the fuck is even happening um <laughs> because i like i was watching i'm just like i don't even know what's like like it feels like like a match i've seen before but at the same time it feels completely different and i just don't know what the fuck's going on um so yeah i I appreciated it but it was you know it was what you would expect from from a cinderella tournament death match not death match death (laughs) fukigen death match you know what i mean
0: yeah i liked it because i feel like it stood out from everything else like um obviously it was our first time seeing fukigen death so i mean some of the spots were new and uh, I think that is always is always cool. Like I think you know, uh, Kyori Oniama is just one of the most consistently interesting performers in Stardom, and uh, she definitely made this match interesting with um, the amount of time. So she would pretend that she's uh she's like back to being again and would like lure Mayu in before attacking her. And uh, when she like distracted the referee and then tried to choke out Mayu with a handkerchief, and I was like, this is great. This is what I want from an evil clown. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, it just, it didn't take up that much time, and, like, the match itself was good, even if the, the story beats maybe don't make sense, because, uh, I read the, the post-match comments, uh, the translated version that Mayu did, and it was like, so you were expecting to wrestle, like, Gokigen, and she was like, yeah, like, she was good last week, like, I don't, I don't understand, like, she's just evil now, and they were like, well, yeah, did you expect it to be the same, and Mayu was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? So, um. Even Mayu is confused. <laughs> My god. You know, it's... It, like, when you... Like,
1: obviously this is, like, funny. But, like, when you actually think about, like, the story, this is so depressing for Mayu. Like, I, I always bring up that one interview that she did where it's like, yeah, I don't have any, any like... I don't have a family anymore. Um, All I have is stars. And then everybody fucking turns on her or gets injured. And now she's left, like... Almost crying because this evil clown betrayed. Like, like that is so. Like, when you actually think about it, that shit's fucking depressing. But um, you know, death with the handkerchief, so it's not as as depressing.
0: Yes, um, uh, Mayu beat uh, death, which uh, we didn't expect. Uh, she just oh, rolled yeah. her up and beat her. So um, that's a, it's an interesting wrinkle. But you know, I don't see Mayu going much further. She's about um, to lose to a child, bro. Definitely. Um, the next match. Speaking of children, um, Julia faced Raka. Um, to keep with the theme of a wait tie, Raka attacked Julia during her entrance, and uh, I really like the flow of this match. Like Raka was just like desperately trying to put away Julia early on while she had the momentum, and then as soon as Julia turned the tides, she just put her away with the Northern Lights Bomb. Um, like it's the kind of story that I appreciate from specifically this tournament, where it's like, okay, well, shit. Like uh, I have, I have this momentum. I have to beat her now, and then you know, because obviously Rocca knew that Julia was going to beat her. She was like, well, I can't let her get full hold at all, or I will lose. And then as soon as Julia got one, she won. So you know, I appreciate that, and uh, it definitely went hard. Uh, Julia was bleeding for the mouth at the end, so. uh Baraka didn't take it easy on her, um, and, you know, Julia did a very nice Northern Lights bomb. I didn't like the one she did at Budokan, or, yeah, the Yokohama Budokan, but this one looked really good.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't really have much to say about the match. Like you said, it was a well-paced match. It was four minutes, so, um... And it was you know Julia versus Ruika. I don't know what you really expect, but Ju- Ruica did do a lot more than I was expecting, and she did have that urgency, like you said. What makes the Cinderella tournament is the urgency of the underdogs, and she really had that. She really brought that to the, to the match. I appreciated it. Julia won with the Northern Lights Bomb. Um, it looks great. Uh, it looks like she's going to be using that from now on. And uh, how do you feel about her using that from now? Because like obviously, last time we talked about it, we were both very not high on the match that came from and you weren't high on the way she executed it how do you feel about it you know week and a half removed from when she first started using it
0: um i think there's so many cool moves from the heyday of ajw that people just don't use and uh, i assume hokuto is okay with this and if so use it it's one of the most killer high profile moves in joshi history if you have a chance to use it, why not? And uh, she's only going to get better at hitting it, as evidence here, because, I mean, she just creamed Baraka with it, and that's what you want. Um, So I'm okay with it. Uh, Assuming Hokuto obviously gave her the okay, Um, I'm cool I with mean... it. And uh, I'm glad that, that more people are going to use moves from that era, because there's so many cool moves that people should do, but they just don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hokuto called her the dangerous queen, so it's like sounds like a pretty big stamp of approval on julia's forehead um i i, I appreciate it i think it's it's a good one um and i think it's a good shout to the heyday like 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 i was saying on twitter earlier i really think there are certain things that stardom could definitely take from ajw and i don't think they would feel misplaced um such as the two out of three falls stipulation for tag team championships um that's besides the point we'll talk about that in our time i I feel like there are definitely certain things and watching more ajw has definitely made me feel this way there are certain things that you know stardom could definitely take from take and learn from ajw um to make their product this much better like a little bit better um just in general you know not everything obviously because if they took everything they would also die a very painful death like ajw did but besides the point um i feel like this is one of them that's like look at look to the past and make it then you know take what's old and make it new and i feel like this is a very good shout to that and it's a very good um i don't know it's it's a very good throwback and i i like that she's doing it and i like that she got permission first unlike um the innovator of the queen's landing b But that's that's point
0: <laughs> oh boy yeah um yeah we won't touch that one um but yeah julia won there um and she goes on to to face Micah, which is a pretty interesting match, but we'll talk more about that uh, next week. And the match after that then, uh, this is the only match that I really didn't like, and I don't know why. Uh, Utami Shishta versus Mina Shirakawa. I think Mina attacked before the bell and I just switched off because this was the fourth time I'd seen it, and I was like, alright, we're doing this again. Yeah. And it didn't fit yeah. her character either. Like, why is a cosmic angel attacking before the bell? Like, it's not really your thing. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of switched off and it, it never grabbed me from there. And I didn't think Mina had a good day as far as like her her strengths is how good she is at like forearms. And uh, sometimes her spinning back fist is like really cool. But I don't think any of those really connected this time all that well, at least to make me take notice. And uh, yeah, Utami just didn't really do much. I don't think she was bothered. So, uh, yeah, it didn't grab me at all. But I, I feel like that could be a bit harsh.
1: Well, I'm gonna be a bit harsher because I'm not a mean, a Mina fan. Um, I did not enjoy this one. I felt like this one was way too, like, 50-50. and it was way too like hyped up in a way. It wasn't really hyped up very well. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dog! Just <laughs> jumped on an entire box of shit. Gee, whatever, man. <laughs> but it, it was it was hyped up a bit too much, in my opinion. Like, I I feel like they were like, you know, oh, this is this is gonna be, and it's like it just wasn't. Um. Oh. It was 50-50, and Mina really looked like she was like a threat, and considering that she lost pretty swiftly to Momo last week, I don't think her being a threat to the world champion is what was needed here. Um, I, I appreciated it. Like I thought that Mina tried hard, and she tried to do something different. It didn't really work for me, but I, 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 I don't know. I appreciate it for what it was i feel like utami is supposed to be treated as she's on a whole another level than like basically everybody else and she looked very human against another wrestler who looks very human um when you know is supposed to be like a god amongst women so bit weird utami ended up di- did end up winning with the german suplex which is like her fucking c finisher so in that way mm-hmm. she did definitely you know prove that she is firmly on top and firmly you know superior to- than mina but um I'm pretty sure this was like the longest match. Well, maybe Shuri not's boy was like the
0: longest, I think.
1: Yeah, it was way longer than it need to be, and it was under ten minutes. So that don't give me this one again, please. (laughs) Because like, (laughs) and and we're gonna get into the next match, and that match I want to see again and longer. This match, please don't
0: don't do that. Um, because I don't (laughs) want that. That's, I mean, it's harsh, but I can't, I can't disagree with you. Really, it, it really just was not done well at all. Um, but yeah, Utami goes through, which, uh, which everybody expected. Uh, the next match then and um, was like uh, Kamitani versus Tam Nakano. Uh, if you didn't know already that this is going to be the next big feud over the Wonder of Stardom title, then uh, you know now because they really. Gave a really short preview of what they could do here, and it was just a lot of like teeing off and cha- trading forearms, and doing athletic stuff. And then, uh, Kamatani did just the most insane springboard to head I don't know how would Hurricane Ronald Tam Nakano yeah. over the top rope and to the floor while almost smacking her head on the apron, but somehow not. Um, and it was just great. Um and she she really surprised Nakano, um so you know Nakano comes away protected because obviously she was you know looked like she was on the verge of winning and then Saya just like sprung up on the top rope and Hurricane Rotted her out of the ring, um and yeah like it was just it was a little teaser what they can do, but it's very obvious that this is the last we're gonna see of these two.
1: Yeah, um, Tam in typical Tam fashion started this off, um, started her promo off by gaslighting her former friend. Um, she said, "You think that I think I'm better than you? I never said that. You're taller than me. You, you are a good dancer. I mean, I'm better than you, but I never said I was better than you." And I'm just like, "What? The- what is? Okay. Um, because of course Tam did, because you know Tam's the worst person ever in a video game. So, um, I appreciated that little tidbit." And then the match was was really, overall, a solid match. It started sort of weirdly, because they started fighting, like, they started hand fighting, like, in amateur wrestling, and they started, you know, grappling. And neither of them are really, like, grapplers, so I don't know why they went for, like, the most, like... Like, do you get what I mean, where it felt very, like, oh, I'm I'm, like, shoot wrestling you here, and it's like, well, that's a bit odd, you know, typically... Neither of them have ever done that ever, but you know, um, after that, it, it really grew into a solid match. It left me wanting more. Um, not me saying that it's lacking substance, but there was definitely things that they didn't do that they could have done, even with the short amount of time that they didn't. So I'm looking forward to the next one more than anything. Um, it was a fine match. The finish was great. You know, the springboard, uh, Hurricane Rana, absolutely wonderful. She killed it. Like it looks seamless. And, yeah, I
0: appreciate the match, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of your thoughts. Um, and it was definitely just a really good teaser of uh, their upcoming uh, White Belt match. But uh, that was not the last match. Uh, the final match of the first round was the main event uh, between Siri and Natsupoy. Uh This went nine and a half minutes, so this went really close to being a double elimination. But Siri pulled it out of the bag with the buzzsaw kick. Um, I enjoyed this. I thought uh, Siri, Siri has a really. I I feel like she feels different lately. Like I feel like in this match, she was a lot more focused and aggressive than I remember her being in a while. Um, because she was just kicking the shit out of Poi at certain points, and like she was relentless at the end. Like she just kicked her in the face, and then Buzzsaw kicked her in the head, and put her away. And it's like if she's gonna do that to her faction mate, like her teammate she's gonna kill other people you know i feel like um you had said it in the preview that you were like oh you know siri has to present herself as a world title caliber challenger right now and uh she has taken your challenge up and uh really look like a killer here Uh, i don't know if i'm just exaggerating but i feel like i definitely noticed her being a little bit more just you know focused and overall aggressive than she has been in recent memory
1: Yeah, she does really well against, like, her juniors. Um, like, this match and against, like, ironically, not because of, like, any specifics, but her matches against, like, high-speed wrestlers is typically really good. Like, this and her against, um, Izumi were both really, really good, two of my favorite sharing matches in recent memory, um... This one was billed as a match between sisters, because both of them said, this is like my sister who I'm wrestling, and um, in, in this match between sisters, the elder sister murdered the younger sister um as much as she possibly could. It was, you know, yeah, like you said, she really took up the challenge of like, okay, she needs to be presented, and she needs to display her, um, her championship acumen, and she really did here, and she really beat the shit out of her, her quote-unquote younger sister, and I appreciate it. Um, Probably not my match of the night, like I said. Like we both said, Momo versus um, Kid was probably the best match of the night. But this was good for what it was, and Sherry definitely showed out. Um, she really had something to prove here, and she proved it. By golly, she proved it.
0: She did, and uh, she looks awesome with two belts. Some people just like look immensely better with two belts, and she's one of them. She just carries both, and she looks like a massive star.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I know her and Micah both look really good with two belts um yeah michael Michael back in the day looks
0: crazy with it yeah
1: um and she's gonna try and make a three pretty soon shuri um she's gonna go on that go on that fucking john cena run um i think i'm changing my pick now i think about it (laughs) i don't know um changing again yeah i'm not sure i i I feel like it's gonna be tall but shuri like after just talking about it for a second it's like shuri definitely could just win um like just simply win. So, I mean, and I wouldn't be against it. I don't think that she needs it, considering, like I said, uh, both her and Utami are like, okay, so this is the next match. And, excuse me, and it's just sort of like, okay, so why does this tournament, like, why, like, whatever. So I I think it's pretty clear that that's the next championship match for the Red Belt. But I think that it's going to be a fun ride to get there if she keeps up this type of match quality
0: indeed um and yeah I mean I, I honestly wouldn't be opposed to her winning the world title just so she could have three belts because I think that would look cool as hell but that's uh that's a conversation for potentially next month um that is the review section done uh, there are shows this weekend uh they're not tournament shows they're just really minor small shows so I think we we can jam through them really quick um so the first one is on the 17th it's uh, the Cinderella tour in Ta- Takasaki. It's in Gunma. So um, the opener is Mina Shurikawa versus Lady C versus Rina. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Stardom is weird because Stardom has such a depth in their roster, but sometimes when you look at like the, the lowest ebbs of the roster, you're like, wow, that's just... That, that's pretty desperate
1: because um. it's like it's like there are wrestlers who are like i obviously it's a meme how much i think that hina is a great wrestler but it's like i feel like she usually can like get a good match out of certain wrestlers um and i feel like this is one of those matches that's like nobody's getting a good match out of anybody you know what i mean <laughs> and that happens quite frequently where it's like okay well you know lady c isn't going to get a good match out of Mina. And Mina's not going to get a good match out of Rena, And Rena's not going to get a good match out of either of them. So this is just going to be a not good match.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas, like, if, if Azumi was in there, it's like, oh, well, Azumi could get a good match out of Rena, as we saw on the show. Azumi can get a good match out of Lady C, you know, like, or like it just like, if there's one, like, focal point, there's one real star of the of the match, they can usually, or even death, you know, they can really, like, get something going. But when it's just three of the others, it just doesn't really work. And this is one of those times
0: um, You put that better than I ever could So I'll, I'll move on to the next match uh, The Cosmic Angels team Of Tam Nakano and Inagi Sayaka Takes on the tie team of Saki Kashima And Konami uh, I'm interested to see who wins this one I think obviously post B-Priestly Tai is going to need to reshuffle something So it's going to be interesting to see Who is booked as the new B Or if they even decide to book a new B And just have them randomly cheat And win matches instead of you know, having one person look much stronger than the others. Um, Because otherwise, I think Kam and Unagi would just win here.
1: I feel like Konami and Saki win here. Um, Judging by the fact that Rina won first round, it feels like they're definitely giving Saki a bit of a rub. Um, If her health permits, because I know this is, you know, I don't want to speculate anything, but this is definitely more common than one would hope with her, you know, feeling ill and not being able to go to the show. Um, so hopefully all of that's good on her end. But um, I, I feel like they definitely want to give her a bit of a rub so I can see her pinning Unagi with the revival or something. Um, mm-hmm. And I, well, actually, Unagi's already in the quarters. So I don't know. I, I don't know because it's really weird with this, with this Cinderella tournament because it's two days, it's two shows, but there are shows in between it. So it's like, mm-hmm. how do you keep these people looking somewhat okay, somewhat strong, while also just running shows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sort of similar to the five-star, except, or the five-star last year, except the five-star, you don't really need to look super strong because you're going to lose at least one of your matches regardless. So it's not like you're going to have to win every single match um, oh, I and you're going to have to look strong throughout it. You're going to lose at some point, and this one, a loss looks really bad Um, if you are still in the tournament, if that makes sense. So maybe Unagi gets the win, because Unagi's the only person still in the tournament, but if they're not booking around the tournament, I could definitely see Saki getting a revival.
0: That's fair. Um, looking at the next match then, uh, the John Dun & Dunmundo team of uh, Micah, Hameka, and boy takes on the queen's quest trio of Itami, haishita Sakamitani, and hina um i expect the ddm trio to win here um probably pinning hina yeah yeah i'm sure it'll be fine yeah it looks fun enough dependent on uh... i feel like hina and Micah will probably do cool shit yeah um yeah like i said hina's fucking
1: legendary Especially, especially her versus Micah. I think that those two have a lot of chemistry.
0: Um, this next match is very interesting. Uh, the tag team champions, uh, Julia and Siri, are against and Watanabe and Azumi. Uh, it's a non-tile match, but uh, an interesting matchup for the tag champs to just face one of the, uh, the only established tag teams on the roster. I'm praying
1: it goes to a draw, but it's definitely not going to a draw. Um, Ready? Why would you say that? because i i definitely see them i feel like they're they're feeding an established team to shuri and julia with julia which doesn't make me feel good especially considering it's my favorite tag team um and just Why because they do that in uh, gunma
0: <laughs> that's true
1: i i don't know do you know the time limit on this one
0: uh, i do not it doesn't specify so i assume it's 15 minutes i think
1: that's that could Be a draw, and I think that that could lead into um, a you know, well title match. Yeah, it. it, Do I want that title match yet, though? That's the thing, because it's first defense, and I don't like that.
0: Who else are gonna face?
1: I don't know. Fucking bean fried pork sprouts or whatever. They're busy
0: eating with stars. Okay, shut up, man. (laughs) All right. Um, so, the main event of the show is uh, the Stars team of Mayu Uitani, Starlight Kid, and Hanan against the Uedao Thai team of Fukigan Death, uh, Rokka, and Natsuko Tora. Um, what a main event! <laughs> Imagine telling somebody at the start of the year that uh, Rokka, uh, Fuki Death, and Hanan would be main eventing shows and, and trios matches. How cool! Um, Fukigan Death's render is Ridiculously funny. <laughs> it's so it is pretty funny. Oh my God, what is what is this? Called? What is this given? It's so good. What,
1: um, like what are we doing with our lives, man?
0: No idea. We're talking I about
1: we... an evil clown who betrayed a a woman who says, "Check it out," and you know, fucking throws her her like it, like when you actually like break it down into what we're actually watching, what we're actually doing with our lives, very fucking weird.
0: Yeah. This is why Joshi fans go to Bad Rap. Yeah. I understand it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this isn't even like the yeah. worst of it. Like, this is just a That's clown. That's <laughs> oh, Fucking clown. Uh, I don't know who wins. I feel like uh, Stars should win, but then a way to tie or a way to tie, and they can cheat at any point. Um, Bro,
1: Stars needs to win at some point. Like, they need to win one match. Please.
0: Mm, I don't know. That that just doesn't seem to be what they want, but uh, I especially I hope considering they
1: when, you know, quick maths: two of Stars's um group are in the tournament still, and nobody else's. So it's like Mayu pinning Death again, or Cade pinning Death, or pinning Ruka. Like I, I I don't know. Um, this also could lead to a like Hanan versus Ruka future of Storm title match because I assume oh, yeah. that Ida. Is going to have to um, forfeit the belt, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And by the time she's back, she probably won't even be able to defend it because it's a three-year thing. So that's that's very unfortunate. Man, I, I just get sad every time I think about that. Yeah, It's like, she's so that's good. Fair. Um, so I I could see that. Like maybe, um, Hannah, maybe Ruaka pins Hannon and then says, "I want the future belt." Um, since the gorilla's gone, and I could I could definitely see them running that match. That singles match at some point. Uh oh no, man! Please
0: let Stars win something once. <laughs> yes, I feel like Ruka or uh, Hanan could just do the Iron Bar on Ruka either and set up the match. I don't
1: know. True, but I, I feel like um is going to need a claim to it. You know, what I mean, and obviously she's she pinned can do that in she the, the elimination match. So. Yeah, obviously she has that claim to it, but I feel like. If Ruka pins someone, or if tie wins, then Ruka's like, hey, you don't have your gorilla, where's the championship? And then it's like, oh, well, Hannon wants it too. And it's like defending okay. the honor or whatever. I think that could definitely make sense. Oh. Again, Rossi, please let stars win something. <laughs> Ever. Like, it's, it's, mm. really, it's really sad right now.
0: Indeed. Um, that's that show. Uh, on to the next show then. It's on the 18th of April. Uh, Cinderella Tour in Matsumoto it's in Nagano uh, the Kisei Culture, Culture Hall um, the opener is uh Seaka versus Lady C versus Fukigan Death um, so we're going to get Evil Clown Tall Lady C comedy spots and I'm honestly here for it. And also the Kabuki person. Indeed um, I assume Death probably wins here. Oh wait no Unagi should win here. She's in the tournament Yeah no, win oh, Yeah okay uh the match after that then is the Cosmic Angels team of Tam, Nakano and Minishirakawa taking on Sakikashima and Rina.
1: Cosmic um, Angels are winning that one.
0: Yeah, you you'd think so. Uh pinning Rina, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the match after that then is uh Grab the Top uh Siri and Himeka against Utami Haishita and Hina. Um, I assume uh Siri will blitz kick Hina and pin her. Yeah, um, I feel like they've been doing a lot of those matches where it's like
1: Hina and usually Ita- Utami. Yeah, Hina and Utami against DDM. Like, I feel like it's like the third time since we've been back that this has happened. But, you know, it's been good. So I'm I'm cool with it.
0: Yeah. Um, the match after that then is uh, the Stars team of Tani, Starlight Kid, and Hanan. Do I even need to specify anymore? There's only three members of Stars. <laughs> like, yeah, really. We should all know now who's the three. Um and they take on the awaited tie team of Natsuko Tora, Konami and Rockqa. Uh, I, I think the Awaited Tide team wins here because obviously Torah yeah. and Rock or Tora and Konami are there, so it would make sense.
1: Yeah, probably. Jesus Christ. they only have three
0: members, bro.
1: That's like Yeah. That's rough.
0: Well there's two and... factions now in Stardom with only three members, which is pretty wild.
1: Yeah, I guess it is.
0: Mm. Set, uh, uh, man. Yeah. Man. Um, but the main event then of the show is uh, the Donna Del Mondo team of Julia, Micah, and Natsupoy against the Queen's Quest team of Momoth Nabe, Azumi, and Saya Uh I don't really have a good read on this, but I think the Queen's Quest team wins. Who's
1: on the DDM team?
0: Uh, Micah, Julia, and Natsupoy. Maybe Saya oh, pins No, you point? know what? You know what? Micah pins Saya, I think. Really? Yeah, because I think they're going to the final of Cinderella, and I think that would be a good way to re spark their rivalry from last year.
1: I mean, it's possible. Um, I I say high speed takes the pin. Um, either way, I'm not sure who, but either Natsupoya or Izumi probably take the pin. Um. Micah and, and Kamatani probably will re-garnish their, their feud. They might hit each other a little bit harder. But I don't see them, um, you know, giving a fall away uh, just a week before the
0: rest of the tournament. Mm, I think you, uh, you're probably giving too much credit. That's fair. Oh, did you know there's two... There's two weeks until the
1: cinderella oh, final Christ.
0: yeah we have more nothing shows to talk about next week oh wow i didn't uh, even oh yeah dude i forgot this
1: month only has like fucking four shows or
0: something uh well there's there's eight when where think... did they come from where did they come from i don't know because i had mentioned this to you i was like oh there's like a free week in april where we could like do other stuff and then they announced like three shows <laughs> for just that week in in particular um yeah we're we're gonna be stuck uh next week's not gonna be a loaded show uh we get a week off basically because we're gonna talk about absolutely nothing but um yeah i just noticed that there because i I, for some reason i had in my head that next week was cinderella because it just felt like of course it is the 15th um but no that's not how time works for some reason still two weeks away yeah um but yeah, that's the two shows that are happening this weekend. Um, there's not a lot to, to really talk about. I think the, the most interesting thing to me is how often Itami is paired off with both uh, Himeka and Siri. And they're really keeping it up in the air there. Um, and also that Momo and Julia, um, Momo, Azami and Julia, seem to be paired off as well, which seems to hint that, that Momo's are the first challengers for the tag belts see for confirmation of that but i do think that like um as me and momo versus julia and siri it'd be a pretty good main event for that uh corrigan show that's on the 14th of may i think that'd be a pretty good way to bridge the gap to yeah. the ota Award show
1: i wonder what they're doing for golden week because usually they do like the fun stuff but i imagine that they are no longer fun so
0: Yeah, they're running like a lot of shows, but they're in like Fukuoka and the uh, Edion Osaka Arena Number Two. Although I think the artists of Stardom titles are being defended at Edion, so um, yeah, it's just like the Fukuoka show and these other small ones. So I don't know what they're gonna do. I doubt they'll do produce shows again, but I hope they do because those were pretty chill.
1: Yeah, you know, this is a a bit of a off-topic thing, but one thing about about B leaving was that it felt like the first time I've seen the stardom like roster feel at all like cohesive in that mm. basically all of them said bye to her right and it's like yeah. damn like I have not seen like because obviously there for a while retirements were happening every fucking week um, and even a little bit before that it was still you know it was still non-bushy road so it, it felt like a pretty cohesive group of people who just sort of fought with each other you know what i mean now it feels like these are separate islands who are at war with each other and never mm-hmm. there's no real, you know it, it definitely they've separated a lot more than they used to so with, with when b left and you you know see you see everybody on instagram being like oh bye b and it's like you know you see them like sort of like hanging out and whatever it's like man you know that, that that was sort of nice to like see that it's like oh yeah these people don't actually hate each other because sometimes it almost feels like they do like obviously you know kayfabe and whatnot but like Sometimes you just think about it, it's like, man, has have, has have, has Mayu ever spoken with Micah before? Like, just
0: like spoken, like, like because well, shoot like... interview two interviewers, said she didn't. She was like, I don't exactly. hate these new people, I hate them, but I I doubt that's the reality if they all train together. So, but they don't. That's the thing is that it's it's completely. I assume sem- there's like at the very least like one class where they're all together to practice matches at the very least. That so, that's I don't true. know, obviously, but but but, I but you get what well, I mean. Entirely separate.
1: You get what I mean? Where it's like it feels like they are very, very, very strictly separated now, even more so than they used to be. And it's like it's sort of—it was sort of nice to be like, oh yeah, this is like a this is like a a company. It's like a roster who like you know don't despise each other. And it was it was sort of nice to see because you know back in the day that was one of the like big, you know, like um sellers on stardom is that it's like it's a roster of people who all want what's best for each other. They also want to kill each other in the process. And that was sort of like an endearing aspect of it um that they've lost since then, but you know, in in a way it sort of made me feel like, oh, that's nice. Like people care about each other. Um little little off topic, but it it made me feel <laughs> fuzzy, warm and fuzzy inside, so I'd bring it
0: up. Let's see. Okay. Well, um that's a great way to leave off, I guess. Uh there's nothing else to really say, Um, I assume this is going out the same day as VTG, which is probably the first time that's happening. Uh, we talked about some uh, shows from May 1991, including uh, one of our favorite matches of 1991, as well as uh, the return to AJW of Monster Ripper, who, if you've never heard of Monster Ripper, check her out, man, she's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so that will be out probably the same day as this. So nice. listen to both. Listen to more of me and Dylan because he hosts that one. So it's a very different dynamic because uh, I am simply a pain in his ass the entire time, and it's great. Dude, um, I call you
1: like a douchebag for no reason on that on the show.
0: Yeah, at it, it was just a left field. You were just like, yeah, you, yeah, you douchebag, and I was like, all right, okay. How do I play off of this? I don't. I don't know. I'm not a good here. host. I
1: am. I'm not uh, a good host. Um, I'm good at just simply talking out of my ass for an hour. Um, and yeah. also um, if you're watching this one before that one or even if you're watching it after uh, that one was the first day of this new mic that I have. So there was some difficulties with that. Um, hopefully they're all gone by this episode because it's a day later, you know, times a flat circle, whatever. Um, or it's not flat circle, it's a figment or whatever. Um, so I apologize in advance for you know any audio issues that happen on that episode um it should be all fixed by this episode of starm quest and here on out for victory through guts
0: okay time is a flat circle sounds like a a progress wrestling chapter name well that was not not like one of the good ones oh yeah no i see but like it sounds like a progress one and you can see what i'm why i would think that it sounds like uh like late era progress where they gave up and just started saying shit instead of trying to be clever
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I, I remember like Malice in Wonderland, such a good name, but now it's like go home, lock your doors and watch progress. It's like what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Like what are what what is happening anymore? Um <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> fuck
0: progress, man.
1: Wow. Save okay, save, man. save my man kid Lycos, I miss him. But I'm not watching progress to watch him.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least he doesn't have to carry Chris Brooks's large body on his shoulders anymore, because that that must have been a pain in the ass trying to carry that guy's entire. That's career. probably why he got injured so many times. Oh, definitely, yeah, because <laughs> I mean, it was there was a while where like Chris Brooks had teamed with people, and they all got injured, and you're like, because they have to carry his ass through the entire match. Um, obviously Chris Brooks is much better now. Uh, I guess because I, I don't really watch him, but yeah, he is. I, I did not there. like him at all you know, as a, as a singles wrestler back then because uh. I just didn't think it was good and it was obvious he was being carried but you know that is not what you're here to listen to um i just thought i'd be snarky for a bit but sorry chris brooks you're you're a till dude i guess yeah i'm gonna take this home because why the fuck yeah we, we, probably should. we probably should <laughs> uh, i haven't watched a chris brooks match in like two years <laughs> what am i talking about um oh, i'm yeah. about to
1: give you a list of got to move matches to watch then bro like it, it, i
0: know no i'm not doing <laughs> it i don't i don't have time Playing TW too much, so I don't I don't watch wrestling anymore. Um, But yeah, with that, uh, close the show. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo,
1: Ijo, big shout, Chris Brooks, pencil army, (laughs) woo.